Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews Julie Greeley of Julie for Joy. Julie is a happy for no reason trainer who's overcome her own health challenges to take control of her own health and happiness. We discuss how you can take an active role in your own health and what is most important for your health and happiness. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Rural People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Julie, really, Julie for joy. Uh, she is a happiness for no reason, happy for no reason trainer. Um, she wants to inspire wellness from bot for the body, mind, and spirit. So from the inside out, uh, helping people to get healthy all the way from their mind to their body and moving forward. So welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So share your story about how you reclaimed happiness through illness, self-hatred, self-doubt, and became a happier, better, healthier person. Okay. So I'm really a very ordinary person, but I was a horse trainer uh, for thir over 30 years. I was a professional horse trainer. I had my own facility. I taught equine college classes and did clinics all over the Midwest. Um, I got ill, and my health started to deteriorate. The doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. I got to a point where I couldn't work anymore. I mean, working with horses is very physically demanding, and I was not able to keep up with the physical demand, so I retired from that. I started uh, facilitating drumming and art events at that point, but my health continued to deteriorate. Um, and I was going to some of the best doctors, but they really didn't know what was going on. Um, I got, then I had an injury and was in a wheelchair for three months. And that's when my organs started shutting down because I was already emaciated to 93 pounds. Oh, no. And um, I had the injury, broke some stuff, and was in a wheelchair. My organs shut down. I was, I was miserable. I really didn't want to live anymore. I was in extreme pain every day. My, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't pee. I couldn't poo. I, I basically wasn't functioning. They put me on medication that completely hijacked my neurological system, put me into anxiety. I developed terrible depression. I was angry at everyone. I was angry at God. I was angry at my church. I was angry at my husband. I was angry at the doctors. I felt like my body betrayed me. It was so strong my whole life, and it gave out on me, and I felt like it betrayed me, and I was basically ready to cash it in. I did, um, my sister, who is a therapist in Hawaii, um, really, really pushed me to start restorative yoga. And I did. I started restorative yoga. And then that led me to breath work. And that led me to meditation. And, you know, I got a little bit of hope back and had something to work on and focus on. And it felt good to do the yoga. I was still hobbling around in a boot and couldn't walk. But um, my teacher took care of that for me and helped me through that. And then I discovered the Happy for No Reason program. And it is a program that um, addresses the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, our purpose, our relationships, and our overall responsibility for our own happiness. 
And by the time I found the program, I already did half of the practices in the book, but it like so resonated with me. I dove through the rest of the book and went through it. And it, it's a, you know, they're practices. You have to work on them and do them. It's just not like sure. you read the book and now you're happy. You yeah. know, you have to Wouldn't that be work. nice? Or just yeah. put it up to your forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sleep with it under my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, working through those practices and continuing meditation and um, doing movement and everything, I really started healing and I basically reclaimed my vitality and my body and changed my attitudes and perspectives in life. I let go of my anger. I really went into forgiveness and gratitude and it changed me as a person. And I was so amazed. I also got involved in sound healing and sound healing did a lot for me also. I think it helped me shift. Um, I had a spiritual awakening. I became a new person. I was amazed that I was able to pick myself up and be well again without the doctors. And I realized that the doctors only address a certain part of our well-being. And our well-being is not just our bodies. It is our mind our heart, our attitudes, our belief systems, our actions, it all contributes. And when I discovered what I discovered, I really felt called like I had to share it with other people. There's so many people I know that are struggling with anxiety and depression and, you know, trying to deal with physical, you know, bodies. My body's a little older than yours. So people in my age group are addressing the decline of the body sometimes more than younger people but you guys take care of yourselves because you don't want to decline when you <laughs> well, get older <laughs> i think i think that's kind of the misconception about it is that we have to start taking care of ourselves now i mean the younger you are the and taking care of yourself at a younger age the more vitality you have old as you age because you have, you know, stronger bones, stronger heart health, you know, stronger muscles to take care of yourself. So we, we put it off and put it off and put it off and, and think about, I mean, just think about like an injury you had when you were in high school or as a 20 something year old. And then now you're 30 something, 40 something, and you have, you know, a bum knee and you kind of walk with a limp and now your back starts to hurt and it's all because of something that happened 20 years prior. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. You have to start now, yesterday, yeah. six years yeah. ago, 10 years ago. But there's, I mean, there's no better time than now to start. So you can't think of it as, oh, well, it's too late now because it's never too late. No, it's but, not. Late. But yeah, you absolutely, you have to start taking care of yourself and caring for your body today today like right now right this moment and not put it off until something bad happens but and not I think... just your body you have to take care of your mind and yeah your heart of, course, and soul. of course and we are all so busy multitasking that we don't allow ourselves to come down and clear our minds or focus on just one thing so that our mind thrives when we multitask you know we eat our meals and do our work at the same time i mean that's really hard so that is something i had to learn to do is i had to learn to heal my mind mm -hmm. and my heart which i think well. is actually much harder than anything because it's easy to get up and go not easy but easier to get up and go for a walk than to sit 
in your own thoughts and silence and think or or journal mm -hmm. in your own feelings or feel emotions that you don't want to feel. I think that yeah. that's a much more difficult task or a more daunting thing to face than to to physically go out and run or go to the gym or it or is hard it is hard and that that's why like the happy for no reason program sort of has uh they they actually set up the program so that we're building our own inner home for happiness mm -hmm. and so we have like seven pillars of support and that's how she silos the different um, sections and each pillar of support has a series of practices to support that and going through the practices and learning um, some of the research what I really like about the program is everything is backed by scientific research and I like that um, it just makes me feel better about doing something knowing it's you know proven yeah out there. so well what exactly what exactly is the happy for no reason program what is it what does it entail uh, who who is it geared towards explain a little um, more about that okay um, well the happy for no reason program defines happiness not as an internal state of ha 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 joy but as an inner state of peace calm and well-being that brings us resilience so happy people are going to experience grief happy people are going to experience negative emotions and difficult challenges but because we can um, retrain our brains and look at things in a positive way with help from the program it allows us to rise through our grief negative emotions obstacles and challenges in a state of grace it allows us to recognize the pearls of wisdom that are contained and all the mistakes that we made. Um, you know, it, it guides us to be forgiving to ourselves as well as to others. It gives us the information about how our brains are wired and think. Like our brains automatically have automatic negative thoughts. They're called ants, A-N-T. And that's what takes over our brain. That's why the news is all negative. When they did research and they showed like horrible pictures to people, the brains just lit up with activity. And they showed nice peaceful pictures to people and the brains were just blank and you know, no extra activity. But that means that we're wired like to have those negative thoughts. It goes back to the caveman days. You know, Mr. Mm -hmm. and Mrs. Og had their baby Og and they had to protect their baby and, and survive as a species. So they were always in the survival mode, always that looking for fight the problems. Or flight. Yeah, fight or flight yeah. response yeah yeah mm -hmm. and that's built into us the problem is is we're not cavemen and a lot of things that we perceive as dangerous aren't really dangerous other than to our own ego and but we're always in that survival mode or fight, fight or flight mode which brings up the negative chemicals in our body now what happens when we have negative emotions and this is all presented in the happy for no reason program when we have negative emotions hate anger worry any of that resentment jealousy any negative feelings bring up cortisol and the negative chemicals and those negative chemicals actually open the door and unlock the key to our genes and DNA to release whatever disease we're carrying and it manifests physically now the good emotions especially gratitude that's the number one good hormone releaser 
um, and forgiveness. Those kind of emotions, compassion, kindness, love, all those positive emotions release the good chemicals, the serotonin, the dopamine, the oxytocin, all those good chemicals. And those are actually healing for our body and make us feel good. So not only does working through this program help you understand how your brain works so you can change it, but it also gives information on things physical, the chemicals, the hormones that you might need to check with a doctor with, but it gives little questionnaires that you can take to realize if you're, if you're um, insufficient in certain hormones and whatnot. So the program, the program is really good for anybody who is stuck in a negative place. Uh, it's really good for people who feel victimized, who feel that they will only be happy if blah, 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 or when blah, blah, blah happens. Like the Happy For No Reason program is designed to build an internal place of happiness, not happiness because you win the lottery, not happiness because you got a new job, just to be, ha just to be inner a happy peace, person. Inner calm. In inner, right. Sure. All the time, regardless of what's going on in your life. And um, the first pillar is um, the foundation, which is taking responsibility for your own happiness. And if you look at the, I used to hate the word responsibility because I always associated with all the icky stuff we don't want to do that we have to do. But if you take the word and you break it down, it's responsibility. And it really talks about our ability to respond to anything that happens, good or bad. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. So we can- It's like my mantra. That's, I, I say that all the time. You can't control, you can't control how other people think and feel. You can't control what's going on around you, not in the world, not with other people, not with anything, but you can, you can control your response, how you respond, how you react to it. Because if you react with explosive behavior, nobody else around you cares. It only affects you. You're the one that's upset. You're the one that takes takes that on. You're the one that has to deal with the consequences of that. But if you respond differently and how your body can handle it, then it's like, hmm, no big deal. Okay, moving along, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So an example of one of the practices for the pillar of the foundation, which is taking your responsibility, and the practice is designed to create awareness because yes, we can take uh, control over how we respond, but we have to be aware of it first. Sure. Until we have awareness, we can't do it. So there's a little game, it's called the blame, shame, complain game. And whenever you complain about things or you blame situations or other people or you shame yourself and blame yourself, then you are basically taking a victim mentality. And so if you take a little jar or a box, you can lame it the blame, complain, and uh, shame jar, and then you pick a dollar amount that you're going to put in as a penalty. You can pick a quarter, 50 cents, $1, $5, whatever works for you. And you monitor yourself. And every time you catch yourself blaming, complaining, or shaming, you have to pay the penalty. 
Now this is a really great game to play with other people because other people will catch you if you don't catch yourself. But what happened to me is by the third day of playing this game, I got really tired of going to my wallet. I mean, I get the money in the end, so it's not a big deal, but it's just the concept of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I got tired of going into my wallet and I really started developing an awareness. I would start saying something that was like complaining about something and all of a sudden I'd stop and I'd say, oh my gosh, I'm complaining. So just doing that simple action of playing that game built an awareness. And when that awareness fades because life gets busy, then I got to play it again to bring, to awaken awareness yeah. again. Mm -hmm. But it's very powerful. So that's just like a little sample of how the program is. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I do online programs. I do public speaking and live programs too, but you know, COVID changed that a little bit. Um, so I've gone online and uh, I do also offer happy for no reason coaching if people don't like to be in a group program but the group programs are very nice and actually we all learn from each other when we're on zoom and i i was a little resistant to go the zoom route thinking like how can you connect with people but i actually found that it's very easy to connect with people over zoom and it can be just as powerful as when you're live so it does work and we go through you know each one of the pillars and they all have their little practices and we go through those and it's, it's just, a, it's wonderful, you know, and some, everybody's at a different place. So some of the areas are going to resonate more with some people and other of the areas will resonate more with other people. But what's nice is at the end of the program too, they encourage you to be involved with other people who are in the pursuit of happiness so that you can support each other and remind each other and uplift each other when that is needed mm -hmm. so who who are some people or who are people that have benefit or benefited or could benefit from a program like this <clears throat> i would say that if there's people who are struggling with their medical condition and they're just not moving forward then perhaps rearranging their thought process and their managing of their emotions, learning how to release those chemicals in your body that are healing and make you feel good, it'll help you move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very good for that. People who have a lot of worry and anxiety, it would be very good for those people because the, the pillar of the mind goes into all the science behind how the brain works and how we can, ch what, you know, practices that we can do to change how we think yeah and it works and worry worry and anxiety are caused by things we cannot control it's the uh thoughts of well what if what if this what if that what if this if this happens if that happens how can i control this yeah so A you lot have those yeah. that fear of things that are happening that you can't control but when you understand that you know you there are things that you can control and there are things that you can't 
I think that that makes a huge difference as well in, in kind of your thought process of thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it helps it helps to bring you to the present moment because all that worry about the future, you're actually robbing yourself of present. enjoying yourself Definitely. at the moment that you're sitting there dwelling in that. But I was like that. My anxiety was so bad. That's all I did is worry about surviving the rest of the day. I was there and I didn't think there was any hope for me, but there is, but it's a process. You yeah. know, like the Declaration of Independence says, we all have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And nowadays, when we think of the word pursuit, we think of like, you know, like a dog chasing after a stick. But truly, in those days, the word to pursuit meant to practice something on the regular basis and to make it a daily habit. And that's what we have to do. We have to intentionally, intentionally commit to bringing this happiness to ourselves, taking responsibility for doing that and focusing on it. I get up every morning and set an intention. I, I wallow in gratitude because I love to do that because it makes me feel good because it releases the serotonin chemicals. And you know what? I feel blessed, so I'm grateful for that. So I wake up in the morning and meditate, wallow in gratitude before I even get out of bed, and I set an intention to have the best day of my life every morning. And it helps shape your day because, okay, you get out of bed and you stub your toe. What do you, and what are you going to think? Oh my God, it's going to be one of those kind of days. Darn it. Well, you're, now you're creating a, the day. That's your like intention. That. That's, that's intention your intention. You just set. Yes. Yeah. yeah so like if you stub your toe in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't break my toe and I can still walk. <laughs> it's going to be a great day. Like you can, you create, we create what we get. Yeah, definitely. And what we focus on, we bring it to us. It's like when you buy an orange car, all of a sudden you notice orange cars everywhere. Now you never noticed them before until you bought that orange car because you started focusing on it. Right. And that's how our brains are. Absolutely. So if we're always noticing the negative things, if we're in a judgment, people who are judgmental, they need this program. Self-esteem, oh my gosh, the statistics on self-esteem. Like by the time kids are like, um, you know, kids have a really high self-esteem until they're about six or seven or eight years old. By the time they're in fifth grade, it starts going down. By the time they're in high school, self-esteem, only 5% have good self-esteem. That's huge. And what is that all about? It's all about us not thinking, thinking that we're not good enough, comparing ourselves to other people and judging ourselves. Yeah. We have to stop that. We have to accept ourselves. We have to love ourselves. We can, we can look into ourselves to how we can improve ourselves. And that's self-love. Looking into ourselves and criticizing and judging ourselves and then being mad at ourselves or feeling like we're not good enough that's not self-love and that's not damaging enough. it's Absolutely. damaging to our heart and soul so people with low self-esteem people who feel victimized people who feel like they're stuck and can't move forward 
whether it's they're stuck in their physical bodies that aren't healing, they're stuck in their lives because they can't make things work and flow for themselves, well, maybe they're putting out energy. You know, you made a comment that says, well, when you say something really explosive, it only affects you. But I almost disagree with that because what we put out goes out and it spreads and it will affect people around us. Now, if the people around us have resilience, they don't care that we get explosive. However, if the people around us are victimized, have low self-esteem, and they don't have resilience, they are going to be, they are going to be influenced by your negative energy that you spit out in an explosive manner. Sure. You sure. Know? So sometimes we sort of receive what we put out. You know, if we put out the negative stuff, we get it back. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely it, agree with that. It's a cycle of energy. <clears throat> yeah. But it damages us, definitely. Right. When we put out the negative stuff. Right. So you do a couple of other things too. You do sound healing and some other practices as well. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Well, sound healing was very potent for me and for my recovery. And I started just playing a singing bowl. And it takes a lot of patience to make the singing bowl sound the right way. And it responds to your energy. And it sounds different every time you play it. And the vibrations penetrate, like we're all energy. And you get all these vibrations that are all energy. So the vibrations penetrate and they're very soothing. Like if you get the low tones are calming and grounding high tones are activating if your anxiety is wired and pumped up you need really low tones even humming is powerful humming is healing and powerful because you're setting up the vibrations in your body the high tones are activating so if you're stuck and you're depressed and you can't get out of bed and you don't want to move forward you don't want to do a project then sometimes having the higher tones to activate yourself are more powerful I actually got involved with using tuning forks and I use the tuning forks on acupuncture points blended with traditional Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. And I love traditional Chinese medicine because the philosophy is what I believe. It's, it's like that our well-being stems not just from our body. Our health and vitality doesn't just stem from a healthy body, but from a healthy mind, a healthy heart, a healthy spirit. And all those things blended together is what creates a whole healthy person. And that's what's behind the traditional Chinese medicine. So the tuning forks are very, very powerful and totally um, influence. But I also use drumming. And drumming is also a very powerful tool because rhythm entrains our bodies. And it has been researched and to be shown effective. And um, I actually am uh, trained in a protocol called health rhythms that is specifically designed to help our well-being. I've used it in hospitals with stroke victims and Parkinson's peoples because the rhythm entrains us. It's like when we're at the mall walking, when the music comes on a little faster, we end up walking a little faster because we naturally entrain to the rhythm. Yeah. You know, that's, it's just natural. It just happens. So we can use rhythm to help our own bodies. So for example, if you're like really stressed out and wired for whatever reason, 
you would drum that rhythm on the drum. Real active, stressful anxiety. Just what you feel. You drum it. Now you want to calm down. So you say, okay, now I got to calm down the drum. And you start playing it. Even if you have to force yourself to calm down, you have to bring that down, slow it down, and it affects your heart, affects your brain, your whole neurologic, my whole, I used to be able to reset my whole neurological system. I, I developed really, really terrible, not, I'm not going to say terrible, I, I developed really high um, oversensitivity to electromagnetic frequencies. But that's what brought about my ability to work with energy and sense energy in other people. So it was a curse when it hit me because it used to make me sick. Mm -hmm. But after I learned how to manage it, it became a blessing because now it built, the, built tools within me that enhance what I do with my work. So I do use the tuning forks for healing purposes, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, or emotional. Sometimes people will come to me because they have terrible backaches, and I'll start working on them, and they break out crying, and they're blubbering and telling me all these, because it releases. It's that yeah. it, the vibrations of the tuning forks help release trauma out of your body, just like movement does. And movement does release. We do store trauma in our bodies. You were talking about injuries that we have earlier and how they affect us in the future. Well, let me tell you something. I had my shoulder trash and I had surgery. It was supposed to be arthroscopic, but they had to slice me open because it was so messed up. And I had neck and shoulder pain ever since that surgery, like it never healed right. And I accepted that I would have neck and shoulder pain for the rest of my life because of my botched surgery. Well, here I'm going to restorative yoga and my mentors are telling me, no, you know, we hold, we hold, we hold emotions in our bodies that create all these pains and things. You can overcome that. And I'm like, no. I had a screwed up <laughs> surgery. I, it's not emotions. And I argued. But two years later, through movement, it released. The pain's gone. I don't have any more pain in my neck and shoulder anymore. And I thought I would live with it. But that's the thing is we can't live with our pains and accept them or blame them on something else because we create our own problems. When my body hurts now, I go to Louise's Hay, Louise Hay, her book. She has a book about what all the body parts relate to emotionally and how they affect you. And I go to the book and I say, oh, my, my, my baker cyst on my knee came back and it's really painful. I wonder what's going on. I go into Louise Hay's book. She says, well, the knee is flexibility. When you have pain in your knees, it shows a lack of flexibility. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm really flexible. I've had to become flexible because of my health. I don't know what the, I don't know if I agree with Louise. I am like so, so flexible. And then I realized I was considering on going to Hawaii on a trip because somebody's getting married and I was invited. I have, I have really severe food intolerances that developed over my illness. And I am really vital and healthy, but I do have to manage what I eat. So I'm sitting there worrying about, well, if I go to Hawaii, am I going to be able to buy the food I need? Like, what kind of stores do they, because I can't eat grains or anything. And um, then I realized, you know what? I am so unflexible when it comes to my diet 
And when it comes to that, that's where I'm inflexible. So I convinced myself that, you know what, I'm sure I can find food to eat there and not to even worry about it. And the pain in my knee went away. So this is my new thing in life, is to really tune into my body's wisdom, which I argued with my mentors for years about it existing. But I did finally get into it and tune into it and um, let my body tell me emotionally what I need to work on. And when I do that, it seems to release me from my pain and trauma a little bit. So, Our I mean, of course, you're going to get smashed in an accident, and then yeah. that might not be from an emotional thing. But when you don't, can't recover, or you recover and years later the pains come back, that might be emotional things. Yeah. We definitely do hold on to emotion and stress and anxiety and all of those things physically uh, in our neck, our shoulders, our hips, our knees, our back. That That is absolutely, absolutely true. So, uh, I mean, it's not it's not strange to say that that some of those things could definitely be holding on to the emotion of a trauma and not letting go. I mean, our bodies have this innate ability to heal themselves. That is what they do. I mean, you have cells that are constantly regenerating. Your hair falls out and regrows. Your skin flakes off and comes, you know, comes back. I guess it comes back, but you know what I mean. Your so, new skin. <laughs> your new skin, you know. Your nails are growing. Everything in your body is constantly regenerating itself. And some things take a few days. Some things take years. But you have to think that that even if you have some sort of injury or even if you have some sort of trauma, that there has to be some mental component to it because it's a part of your body. It's a part of a part of something that controls what you're thinking, what you're feeling and what's going on in your everyday life. It's not it's you can't think, oh, I'm in pain every day and not be in pain every day. Yeah. Right. And movement was so powerful for me and it started with restorative yoga it was so powerful for me um that i really and it, for healing and releasing that emotional trauma and stuff that i really feel like when i do healing sessions with people i often want to prescribe movement for them and i i work with a lot of older people and they're really, really leery about yoga they can't can't get on the floor, on a mat, and down. And I and I started learning about qigong, and qigong actually aligns with traditional Chinese medicine, so it really appeals to me. And I got involved with qigong, and that is wonderful movement. And really, any movement, any movement that is done in a mindful manner, is healing. And movement that is done with the attention of the mind focusing on how the movement feels on your body physically and emotionally. When you focus on the movement, you are building new neurons in your brain. Not only are you regenerating your body for healing, but you can actually help rewire your brain because you're creating new, pure, pristine neurons that you can just fill with positive thinking to help eliminate the um, negative 
um, thoughts right. and thinking habits that we have ingrained in us because they get like ruts in a record. Right. You know. So that's why I do the Qigong. So now I'm teaching Qigong as well as using it for my healing. Yeah. So what do you think is most important for people to realize with their own personal health and healing and happiness? Well, I think they need to realize that, A, they have to take responsibility for it themselves. And working with the doctors is good. And we need to work with the doctors. But that's not the only avenue. And we need to work in a holistic way with our mind, with our body, with our spirit, with our emotions, with our heart, as well as working with the doctors in our body. We have that innate healing ability within ourselves. We just need to activate it and allow it to do its job. It's a matter of allowing it to do its job. And that's one thing I like about Qigong because Qigong is about self-awareness, allowing the energy to flow because it's the energy that flows through our body that keeps our body vital and our organs operating um, efficiently and um, activation yeah wait you know so but a lot of there's a lot of forms of movement I mean just going for a walk is really good and I have to say that um, we need to be really aware of what the electromagnetic frequencies are doing to us because it's a silent it's a silent disease. It creates issues that we don't even know where it's coming from and the doctors don't know. And my gut is completely related to my level of EMF exposure. And I ground myself all the time. And I need to ground myself all the time to maintain my health. And when you are overcharged with EMF, it actually inhibits your body's ability to heal. So that's another thing we need to um, work with and I actually talk with everybody about that because um, it has helped me so much and nature immersion is one of the most powerful ways yeah of grounding yourself so you have your website julieforjoy.com uh, what are some other ways that people can find you? You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. It's Julie for Joy and it's Julie, J-U-L-I without the E, the word for F-O-R, Joy. So yeah, you can find me through Julie for Joy on either my website, my Facebook or my Instagram. And on my Facebook page, I do a uh, weekly live mini video, just short between two and five minutes. Just it's always an inspirational, uplifting topic that's related to healing, to happiness, to presence, to self-awareness, to Qigong, just everything that's positive. That's great. So, so they can find you. Uh, so if you want to follow her on Facebook, Julie for Joy, J-U-L-I for F-O-R Joy on Facebook and her website, you can find her programs on there. I think you also have a, a book as well. On uh, yeah, I actually have a free offer for your listeners that is a, um, it's the Happy for No Reason workbook. It goes along with the Happy for No Reason program, and it's the 21 ways to raise your happiness set point. It also includes the happiness set point questionnaire. It includes the mood questionnaire that's related to your hormones and all happiness quotes and, and all the practices. So 
um, yeah, your readers are welcome to access that. Perfect. I gave you the link, right? So you yep. have the link. Yep, I've got readers. the links, um, yeah. and they will all be posted in the show notes. So yeah. if anybody's interested in finding happiness, happiness yep. for no reason. Thank you so much for sharing, um, Julie for Life and Happy for No Reason. Or Julie for Joy. I don't know why I keep saying Julie for Life, but life because is life, joy and my it's life great. is joy. It is. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for sharing. Um, and I'll have all of those links in the show notes if you want to follow or find her webinars or um, just her inspirational videos on Facebook. You can follow her there. And thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.